0: You're listening to Travaux, The Current State. I'm your host, Kayleen Kosla, and today I'm joined by Travaux contributor, Kyle Tang. In today's episode, we'll be continuing our discussion on the recent military coup in Myanmar, specifically highlighting the importance of putting forth a united international response. Additionally, We'll discuss the unique role that the Association of Southeast Asian Nations can play in resolving the ongoing conflict in Myanmar.
1: With 70 protesters killed in Myanmar since the military coup, the country is at the forefront of international attention. Last week's episode did a fantastic job of laying the groundwork for the military coup, the ensuing protests, and the broader international response. Although the spotlight has been focused on the responses from global superpowers like the US and China, Myanmar's Southeast Asian neighbors have unique social, political, and geographical advantages over the international titans that may be essential for resolving this conflict.
0: Cooperation is key in solving any international conflict, but I imagine that it must be especially important right now. Given that the situation in Myanmar is so volatile and affects so many other countries, can you talk about the role of unity in easing tensions and guiding Myanmar towards democracy?
1: To put it simply, this issue is too complex for any one country to take on by itself. It's like one giant jigsaw puzzle, and each country is holding on to a piece.
0: Let's further explore that analogy which countries are holding on to what pieces?
1: Well, to begin, many of the world's superpowers have specific roles to play in, one, making the military junta cease inflictions of violence against protesters, two, securing the release of government officials it imprisoned during the coup, and three, working towards a democratic resolution. For example, the political and economic influence that the U.S. has on the world stage is huge. Its influence empowers the country to not only impose sanctions on Myanmar's agencies and leaders, but to also organize multilateral action. Recently, the U.S. has played a key role in coordinating joint action with allied nations. Early this March, U.S. President Joe Biden met with leaders from India, Japan, and Australia to release a joint statement pledging themselves to restore democracy in Myanmar. While China's economic influence is also critical here, its sway is different because it is deeply intertwined with Myanmar's future. Given China's massive infrastructure investments in Myanmar, how China will react is undoubtedly a major factor in the military regime's calculus. Then there's Russia, whose history of selling arms, munitions, and military tech to Myanmar make it a very important partner for the military regime. Losing that relationship could be especially damaging.
0: The US, China, and Russia aren't exactly known for getting along. Do you think they can overcome their adversarial history and combine their advantages to intervene?
1: Yeah, that's a critical question and one to which we're only just beginning to see an answer. But if the UN Security Council's recent statement is any indication of what's to come, then the answer is yes. The escalating violence in Myanmar has grown so severe that it has led the Security Council which includes the U.S., China, and Russia, to issue a unanimous statement. And although the word coup was omitted from the statement at the behest of Russia, China, India, and Vietnam, the statement was clear in calling for the immediate release of all arbitrarily detained government officials, including Aung Suu Kyi.
0: But the Security Council's statement isn't a resolution, is it? And if not, what kind of weight does it carry, if any at all?
1: That's exactly right. The statement was adopted as a presidential statement, so it is non-binding. Therefore, any gains hinge on the pressure that the statement might apply on countries that are tiptoeing around the situation, and also the pressure it might place on the military itself to back down. If the military feels cornered, isolated, and realizes that allies are few and far between, a cost-benefit analysis should point towards de-escalation. Now, the track record for statements whose effectiveness rests on pressure is not the greatest. For example, when the Security Council put pressure on Lebanon to assert control over the Hezbollah by deploying armed forces, the Lebanese government remained defiant. But the problem with the Security Council's application of pressure in that case was the far greater pressure that the Lebanese government felt from the Hezbollah, an armed militant force. Here, the situation is different because Myanmar values its relationships with China and Russia so highly, and the statement at issue can unanimously from the UN Security Council, meaning both China and Russia back the statement. It is rare for the entire Security Council to agree unanimously. China and Russia have often blocked resolutions using their veto power, so it is a huge deal for both of these countries to sign onto such a statement. The military regime must therefore realize that their actions have only placed them in a more precarious position.
0: You mentioned the US and China and their economic sway. You also talked about Russia's direct ties to Myanmar's military. All three countries have spoken out against the military regime, independently and collectively through the UN Security Council. But even now, the violence continues to escalate. So is finding a solution just a matter of time? Or is there something else missing from the equation?
1: While time is definitely an important factor, I think there's a gap here between these superpowers and Myanmar itself. Yes, the superpowers have incentives, but where is the mediator in all of this? There's a missing party here, one that can bring the regime to the table and work out a deal using the incentives.
0: And that's where the Association of Southeast Asian Nations comes in, right?
1: Exactly. The Association of Southeast Asian Nations, or ASEAN, is positioned to play a unique role in resolving this conflict as a mediator. ASEAN is made up of 10 member states, including Myanmar itself. Unlike the intimidating and sometimes adversarial reputation of the world's superpowers, the ASEAN countries can provide a welcoming forum for Myanmar's military leaders, maintaining an open dialogue instead of threatening sanctions. Myanmar is part of ASEAN after all. They are peers, and that makes talking so much easier.
0: What you're saying is that the world's superpowers and ASEAN can act somewhat like a good cop, bad cop in terms of coming to an agreement?
1: Yeah, that's a really good analogy. It also highlights the importance of coordination and unity in making any solution possible. And lack of coordination is an issue right now. Indonesia, which Myanmar's military leaders view as a model because of its multi-ethnic populace and emphasis on military force, has taken a strong stance against the coup. Singapore, the biggest foreign investor in Myanmar, has called the military's use of lethal force against protesters inexcusable. But Thailand, Vietnam, and Cambodia have been more reserved in criticizing the military regime. This kind of factoring limits ASEAN's effectiveness because ASEAN's decision-making requires a consensus among member states. Further, ASEAN has a policy of non-interference among member states.
0: Is there any way to circumvent this limitation of non-interference?
1: Well, I don't believe that there are any shortcuts, which is painful given the danger and suffering that the people of Myanmar are experiencing right now. The key to resolution is finding some middle ground through negotiation. ASEAN can work towards this goal by naming a special envoy for Myanmar to talk with both military officials and elected civilian leaders. Opening a dialogue with these parties would help lay the groundwork for a transition to civilian rule. ASEAN could also engage in covert diplomacy by allowing think tanks and other third parties to negotiate away from the public eye. Without public scrutiny, parties have the freedom to discuss sensitive issues that need to be addressed before agreements can be made. But these aren't shortcuts. They're merely part of a larger scheme. It is essential that ASEAN begins to view the people of Myanmar as constituents of ASEAN as a whole. ASEAN countries need to recognize their duty to their constituency and coordinate their stance and actions based on what its people need.
0: I understand that in early March, ASEAN actually met with junta members. This has shocked a lot of people and has drawn criticism from those who believe that by meeting with military leaders, ASEAN grants the regime legitimacy. Is there a merit to that argument?
1: I think there's a strong argument that meeting with Myanmar's military leaders could legitimize the junta. But I think it's also important to consider the alternatives. Of course, the international community could continue to leverage their incentives from afar and gradually choke the regime until it taps out. But how long will that take? Time is against those who oppose the regime when armed forces kill protesters every week. I think it's vital that we stop the bleeding as soon as possible. And as we discussed earlier, I believe that a mediator is key to unlocking the wall erected by the regime and starting a meaningful dialogue. If diplomacy doesn't end the violence, then hardline options can be brought to the forefront.
0: Thank you for listening. Travaux is brought to you by Veronica Bognat, and the members of the online team at the Berkeley Journal of International Law. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please write to us at berkeley.travot at gmail.com. While we're committed to bringing you international and comparative law news and insights, Our podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not legal advice and may not be current.